Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Speaker Kevin McCarthy's latest government funding strategy. Number two, how Ukraine funding is playing out on Capitol Hill. And number three, The Vault, how a controversial credit card bill is holding up business in the Senate. All right. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. We are in a new phase when it comes to action on Capitol Hill and trying to get something, anything passed in the House, boxed in, under pressure, and unsure where to go. McCarthy made the movie had to make, giving into the right, pushing his moderates to follow him and pursuing a plan that, make no mistake, is going to be dead on arrival with the Senate and the White House, and it could very well lead to a government shutdown on October 1st. In fact, at this point, that may very well be unavoidable. So let's dig in here on McCarthy's latest strategy. It's simple. He's going to try to pass a stopgap funding bill at that $1.47 trillion level in discretionary spending, That's the same as Limit, Save, Grow Act from the spring. Attaching to it, he's going to attach an immigration package that the Biden administration has already said it opposes and create a commission to study the debt. This, as many of you know, is a well-worn Washington tactic that rarely bears fruit. Now, in this package that McCarthy is now pushing, there is no Ukraine aid nor disaster relief. Those are two important things. So simultaneously, McCarthy is going to start trying to move fiscal year 2024 spending bills, beginning with the Pentagon funding. Now, let's look at the dynamics here because there are a myriad of things happening um, and the reality of what Republicans are doing in the House versus kind of living in the reality that they only control the chamber by a very few seats. Number one. McCarthy and the House GOP leadership may not be able to pass a 30-day stopgap package even at that $1.4 trillion spending level. They may squeeze it through, but McCarthy's leadership team isn't confident about that. And they were thrown another wrench Wednesday night when former President Donald Trump, who McCarthy has all but endorsed, said Republicans should reject the Speaker's plan. Now, Recall that Trump shut down the government in late 2018 and folded five weeks later, having extracted nothing. A second dynamic to think about. If the House does pass this bill, the Senate is going to take up that CR, gut it, and send it back to the House with Ukraine funding and disaster relief. The spending levels will be far higher, right at that Fiscal Responsibility Act level, which, of course, McCarthy negotiated. Conservatives will be disappointed, albeit not surprised. Then things really get tough for McCarthy. Does he allow the government to shut down, or does he cut a deal with Democrats to extend funding? And what does that mean for his speakership? Big question. A third dynamic to consider, if McCarthy can't pass the CR, then what does he do? In the GOP leadership's mind, it'll free McCarthy up to work with Democrats. But that is perilous for McCarthy and could cost him his job. A fourth dynamic, and it is way too early to really begin thinking about this, but 
reconciling the House's fiscal year 2024 spending bills, which McCarthy said they're going to start passing, with the Senate's bills is going to be grueling. McCarthy will have a weak hand and will be facing off against the rest of official Washington. McCarthy and his leadership team know he's being thwarted by a small group of, you know, let's say roughly five to ten hardline Republican conservatives, many of whom have personal grudges against the speaker. But House politics, as we all know, is far from a fair game. It is driven by personalities and gripes. And as a leader, you have to play the cards you have, not the ones you wish you had. And the hand McCarthy has is not great. In the Capitol basement Wednesday night, a few key dynamics helped McCarthy. First, the conference was writ large, pretty peeved, that conservatives took down the rule Tuesday on defense spending. That helped leadership. Also, McCarthy, he lets members talk and talk and talk and talk. Rank and file members felt as if they were heard. And interestingly, Representative Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida, and probably McCarthy's biggest irritant, said the speaker could never pass a CR, even after the California Republican had caved on every policy that hardliners want. This, in the leadership's view, helped further isolate Gates and his anti-McCarthy cause. It is going to be imperative for McCarthy to reassert control of the situation after a brutal few days, and to some degree he has done that. And McCarthy acknowledged where the power was on the right and gave them what they wanted, and as he has really throughout this entire Congress. McCarthy is fond of saying that he, quote-unquote, keeps dancing. In other words, he's far less interested in strategy than he is in getting through each day and figuring out what to do next when the time comes. This funding debate is yet another example of that. All right, let's go on to today's landscape because I just want to note that it's really important. The House is going to vote on the Defense Appropriations Bill. GOP leaders hope to move for final passage on the underlying bill Friday, and then the House will theoretically vote on a CR on Saturday. Of course, all timing here is tentative right now. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is going to be meeting with the entire Senate today in the old Senate chamber. This is a rare privilege accorded to few, if any, world leaders and a reflection of the Senate's relative unity on Ukraine. When Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell asked the Biden administration for a classified briefing on Ukraine prior to Zelensky's visit, one was quickly added to the calendar. Top military and intelligence officials met with senators for over an hour. However, and this is something that we've been wondering and asking sources on for a couple of days here, according to multiple sources, when the Biden administration offered the same briefing to the House, Speaker Kevin McCarthy's office turned it down. It may happen at a future date, GOP aide said. Zelensky also asked to deliver another joint address to Congress, as he did last December. That that request was also denied, we're told. Instead, Zelensky will huddle with McCarthy, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, and other committee chairs and ranking members on the first floor of the Capitol. McCarthy's efforts come as he's dealing with a conservative bloc that is agitating for Congress to cut off any additional funding for Ukraine. The divide is already complicating efforts to keep the government funded past September 30th. And the divisions were on display yesterday 
after that Senate briefing by the administration, certainly the Senate is much more in lockstep with Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, perhaps the most vocal Ukraine supporter in the Senate. However, not everybody's in lockstep here. You certainly had detractors like Senator Josh Hawley saying afterwards that if there is a path towards something that can be called a victory here, I didn't hear it. There has been some pushback from on those comments by Senator Lindsey Graham, who has traveled to Ukraine several times since the war began. Um, but just another kind of wrinkle here in not only the broader fight and the fight for money and kind of the future of the U.S. involvement in Ukraine, um, but also showing some of that disagreement isn't just solely in the House. There are certainly detractors in the Senate as well. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We have talked a ton about the House and its dysfunction over the past several weeks. Um, and certainly the Senate has done a better job in terms of working through at the committee level uh, a lot of uh, the appropriations and the funding bills. But now there's a new issue here. Senator Roger Marshall, the Republican from Kansas, is pushing for a vote on a controversial bill to reform credit card policy as the Senate attempts to move a key legislative package. So what's happening now around the Senate's minibus spending package is a reprisal of a similar Marshall strategy from July, when the Kansas Republican threatened to obstruct proceedings around the annual defense policy bill. This is from The Vault and Brendan Peterson. Now Marshall is causing some more problems with uh, the current funding package. Senator Susan Collins said she was confident that senators would be able to reach a deal with Senator Ron Johnson, who has held up the appropes package since last week. But Marshall was proving to be a tougher case. Collins descri described Marshall's bill, the Credit Card Competition Act, which is also backed by key senators like Senator Dick Durbin, Peter Welch, and J.D. Vance, as very controversial and significant. Collins also said the measure was obviously not germane to the spending package, and she added that the major bill had not been through committee. Senate leaders are trying to figure out the path forward on the three-bill spending package with several senators demanding amendment votes. Uh, this has been a big issue for Marshall, and what's interesting here is the banking lobby is leaving nothing to chance. Industry and advocacy groups alike are mounting a blitz this week against the Credit Card Competition Act, including former Vice President Mike Pence and his aligned group Advancing American Freedom. And in a letter signed by virtually every major financial trade group, the organization said the Durbin-Marshall proposal was, quote, once again, jeopardizing important defense-related legislation while attempting to enrich the largest multinational retailers. We will be continuing to follow every twist and turn on that uh, ongoing storyline, and in particular, just the fight over the Credit Card Competition Act, which is something that has been a Durban issue for a very long time. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, I hope everybody's having a good CBCFALC uh, week. We are very excited that uh, we're going to be having a punch up activation all day today from 1030 to 330 right near the convention center where all the action is. We're going to have a conversation this morning with Delaware Democratic Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester. We'll have more special guests all talking about health equity. We are also going to have networking music, delicious food and drinks. 
I will be there all day, so I hope to see many of you uh, as well. Also, don't forget, on Thursday, October 5th at 9 a.m., Punchbowl News Managing Editor Heather Cagle is going to be discussing measures to address the opioid crisis with Senator Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican from West Virginia. You can RSVP to watch in person or on the live stream at our events hub at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.